listening to Rabbit Radio, the official podcast of FC Edmonton. Hey, everybody, I just wanted to say <laughs> Rabbit Radio Live Facebook. All right, it's DW here for Facebook uh, Live. We're going to be uh, recording this for uh, posterity. It'll be coming out on Friday. Uh, this is Rabbit Radio, the official podcast of FC Edmonton. I'm here with JP Andreas Morris and our special guest tonight, Tony Amiobi. Tony! Tony. Tony. Who's Tony? Tony. Tony. See, I, hey. I've already lost it. Tony. <laughs> One grapefruit beverage too many. How you doing, Tony? I'm great. It's good to be here. Are you fired up? You ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready. It's going to be a heated one. We've got a bunch of topics coming your way that uh, I'm hoping people will be out there with their Twitter questions, Facebook questions, and we're going to get it fired up right away. JP, we were talking in the, uh, in the dressing room. We've been talking uh, at, at, at home base where we train, uh, Clark Stadium. Um, let's get into it. What's the city doing for soccer? Okay, well, how about we just go right into what the city isn't doing for okay, soccer? Okay, that's more yeah. like it. You know what? There's a good article came out by Terry Jones uh, in the uh, Edmonton Sun the other day, and I, I think that really touched on some of the frustrations probably that uh, Tom and Dave Fath have, and certainly the operational group with FC Edmonton, just trying to make our home games an experience for the fan and atm- create an atmosphere. And this is difficult. We appreciate this is a city-owned facility, and it's a shared facility, public use. So we get that. We respect the other user groups. Let me say that right off the bat, that we have the utmost respect for all the other user groups that use that facility. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but, you know, at some point, I think the city of Edmonton and Edmonton City Council needs to uh, determine if it wants to be more than just a hockey and football city and if it wants to support more than just hockey and football because and maybe not just the city of Edmonton, I think Alberta as a whole. And we've got some interesting stats come up. I don't want to hog the conversation early days, so I'm going to pass it over and let everyone else have their opinion. But, but certainly we have to decide as a community, do we want other sports to be part of this community? We've seen it with lacrosse, having come and gone a, nas- a championship lacrosse team. We've seen it with baseball. We've seen it with basketball. And we're seeing, to some extent, a lack of support for soccer. Not just FC Edmonton. I'm talking soccer in general. But the whole community of soccer Absolutely. in Edmonton. So, so, yeah. So where are we at? Where is our city council at? Where is the uh, provincial government at? And do we want to support the world's most played sport. Yeah. You you read the article. Yeah, I read both articles. There was two, actually. One one came out today and one came out the day before yesterday. And today's article kind of focused more on on the GMJ ball and, and what his team is doing at the front office level. But it also touched on um, the the fact that a soccer specific stadium is what is what FCM to needs to remain sustainable. And well, I, I agree with that. But I think uh, the the bigger point, the the bigger thing that FCM to needs to stay sustainable is a day in and day out location where they go train. Uh, we've got our offices there. We've got our physiotherapy there. Yeah. Everything in one yeah, house. Nice. Um, you know, you, you can brand it, you know, whatever sponsor, you know, Petro Canada sta- uh, Place or whatever the heck you want to yeah. call it. Yeah. Um, and, and that's where we are six days a week. Yeah. And the seventh day we're at Clark. Yeah. What's TFC's? TFC's is Kia, right? The Kia training yeah, ground. Kia yeah, Kia training ground. Yeah. And, you know, it's, and it's, it's all sponsored by Kia. That, if that's class. the majority of the time you're spending is in that facility. Of course. And then, and then it can be a revenue generator as well because it's not just FC Edmonton. We're not there 24 hours a day. We're there four hours a day at the most, generally speaking. Yeah. Yeah. So there's another 20 hours. I mean, obviously you're sleeping at some points, but, but you can rent it out to all the other community uh, um, teams. Or you know? have the community groups uh, join forces with us as we go into or the Or a bit of a partnership, project. absolutely. And, but and I mean, know, a soccer-specific stadium yeah. would be lovely. Don't of get course. me wrong. Yeah, I know. Right. But, I know. but it's yeah. not the thing that's... that's 
that's not where we're going to generate most of our revenue. I just feel that renting out your own facility to because everybody needs that indoor yeah. facility, right? Everybody needs it. Yeah. So why not? Why not? It, we were one of the eighteen birds with one stone. From what I understand, Edmonton's one of the only. Provinces that doesn't have their own indoor, we, larger indoor full field facility. Right. We know from experience that we had to go in for training camp this year. Before we took off to Scotland, we needed to get a game in on a full size field. We took the bus to Saskatoon, and I, I mean, I can't remember exactly what the cost was. I think it was six hundred dollars an hour, which is a bit of a bargain. Yeah, I think it's generally eight hundred dollars an hour to rent this full size pitch. Yeah. I'm not suggesting that that's what we charge the people here in Alberta. If we had our own facility. But if that's what they're putting as a price tag on that, think mm-hmm. about the revenue you can generate. And yeah. we had to drive yeah. all the way to Saskatoon. You'd be wondering, too, how many of the larger sponsors, sponsored groups, or, or people that have money that want to put money into something, because it's not just a professional franchise. Our academy portion uh, is all kids, kid-generated, yeah. kid-related. And if you uh, have it, you can build that exactly. academy into yeah. other and the, age groups. And the user groups that would be coming in are all community-based, and yeah. you'd, you'd think you'd want to have some kind of... They're all looking how to spend their marketing dollar. Why not spend it community-based? Because that's mm-hmm. who buys your vehicles. Yeah. That's who... Well, you know, wanna, the, the consumers out there are the ones you've got to be catering to. And the to. city knows it would be successful, because look at the... What is it? Three indoor facilities they have in this city, which are the hockey rink setup. So four indoor hockey rink size soccer, soccer pitches. Yeah. So it's five on five. Yeah. Um, they're, they're amazingly successful. Yeah. I think they paid, I, I don't know for a fact, but I think they paid for themselves fairly quickly yeah. after they were built because they're jam-packed full of kids and adults. And, uh, you know, I play in the Masters. I mean, we, the old-timers are there Friday nights having a great time. Yeah, but boarded soccer See? is a totally different uh, sport yeah. than Absolutely. outdoor soccer. But I'm saying soccer. the indoor facility would be supported. Uh, yeah, right. I, I think that's, you, you really have to, it's a totally different game. Totally different game. Totally different types of setup and league. It's it's soccer, but it isn't. Yeah, I just want to yeah, I want to jump in just on yeah. a couple of things because there's there's a big so for me there's a disadvantage. I mean, obviously when you look at a training, we know how valuable that would be to to a program have our own training facility for the players, their own locker room, physio room for the academy to train. Understand that. Typically, that's not a venture. That's a government-supported venture. Typically, TFC, of course, has funded their entire Kia training center. Yeah. Uh, right now, the Whitecaps are funding their center that they'll do in conjunction with the university. Yeah. So, so those are something that, of course, are own. But when we talk about what the city can do in city sponsorship, and we'll go back because the academy came up. Mm-hmm. You know, and we always lose sight, I think, when we talk about uh, when Tom and Dave Fast started this program, they, they just wanted to be a give back to the community. First and foremost, and, and we talk about that they've brought professional football here, professional soccer, sorry. We've given a lot of local Edmonton kids a chance to sign Pro 12, have signed professional contracts. But no one ever talks about, the paper never talks about, Edmonton City Council never talks about the 100-plus players, boys and girls, that Tom Fath has funded and Dave Fath have funded to be in our academy. Mm-hmm. Full-time, fully funded, boys and girls. Over 100 kids yeah. in the last five yeah. years, since January 2012. And, and we talk about give back to the community. And I would challenge the other sports to, to say, you know, the other sports that draw a ton of revenue from the city. I would challenge them to, to say, what have you given back to the community? What have you done? So, so here's 100 kids that, are try, or that we're helping to not just play professional football, but we're also talking 15-plus kids that have signed uh, scholarships to NCAA schools, CIS schools, um, and CCAA schools. Mm-hmm. So now we're also trying to send kids to university and college and yeah, get education as well. So, so what Tom and Dave have given this city is absolutely massive for young kids, some of which wouldn't be able to afford to be in a program 
program like ours yeah. if we were a typical sporting program where where parents had to pay for services mm-hmm. we're not like that so we talk about give back and you know when we look at the the, the other thing i want to go back to then is this argument that well we need to fill clark stadium you know before we look at building a bigger one and i think that that is actually a lot of junk for me from the city i gotta well, say but they acknowledge it could be the cart before the horse or whatever that's saying yeah. is. it could go the other way too is it the chicken or the egg do you need to fill the stadium before you build a new one or right. do you need a new facility that will attract attract yeah. new people well, exactly. and, that's, and that's gonna be my argument i'm gonna ask you i want because i want to get tommy's opinion on this because of <laughs> course he's played in, in in soccer hotbeds football hotbeds and he's played in, in three different countries and and where, where stadiums create the atmosphere and stadiums so the idea that if you build it they will come Clark Stadium is not designed necessarily for FC Edmonton right now. You come there, everything's painted green to represent, of course, the Eskimos, like the rest of the city. Let's support the Eskimos, and that's great. Uh, you know, I don't yeah. mind football. Yeah. I'm not having to go at the Eskimos. Mm-hmm. But we get bummed out of that stadium if the Eskimos have a game on a Saturday night. We can't train there Saturday morning because, you know, we, we might take a parking space. Or maybe their cheerleaders need to warm up on Clark. I mean, it's absolutely asinine when you think about it. Yeah. You know, that how much bias goes from city council to give to the Eskimos and not give to FC Edmonton. And how important is that Saturday training session for FC Edmonton when it's they have vital a game the next, the next day? Sunday. Exactly. So, so it's I, crucial. So my, yeah, so when you think about Clark, I mean, why not, if they really want to, if the city council really wants to support professional soccer and youth soccer, which we try to help as well in the city of Edmonton, paint the stadium blue. Yeah. Have, have minor football with all due respect to the Huskies and the Wildcats and that high school football that uses that, which is still uh, minute numbers compared to soccer clubs that use well, that let's facility. Get, let's get amateur as well. But just quickly, yeah. you know, just sorry, just quickly, is there no reason why they can't move to Jasper Place? They, they're putting in a media room for them. They're building our larger locker rooms. That would be an intimate venue for them. Is there any rationale for that? Yeah. Or they, Mill Woods or Clairview. Somewhere. Right. Um, and I'll get to numbers in a second. We've got some great stats coming well, up I mean, here. And that's the I'm point gonna, I was going to say. Yeah, we'll, we'll get, get to, to something that, on the numbers. I'm really curious then on what, what Tommy thinks about about the value of your own stadium and will that draw fans, will that create the atmosphere that you need to draw more supporters out when you've got something that is yours? Um, well, first off, I personally think that soccer is here to stay in Edmonton. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that they've had teams in the past which have folded for whoever knows what reasons but yeah um soccer's at the stage now where it's everywhere in the world like jeff was saying it's one of the biggest sports and um i honestly believe that as a fan when you're driving past a stadium which is purpose-built for that specific sport like when you drive past commonwealth stadium for instance you look at it and you go wow that must be an amazing experience to be in there to watch teams play you don't get that kind of vibe when you drive past clark um no disrespect to clark stadium and the city for providing obviously the facilities but i've talked to many players in the league driving up to clark and it just doesn't look like a soccer venue Mm. um and i think that's one of the problems that people fans around the city are driving past like jeff was saying there's no branding so people don't even know that we play there Mm -hmm. and so yeah i do think that i understand the other side of the argument that you don't want to go too far ahead Mm -hmm. before you have certain things in place but i do believe that having sort of that home base which is specifically for the eddies will draw more people in well and i think even if you build a soccer specific stadium um it's really the indoor venue that I have in my head, right? Yeah, so, I yeah mean, for sure. For the, the training so- aspect, If you build a soccer-specific stadium, obviously we could train in there yeah. six days a week yeah. in the yeah. summer. I mean, yeah. 
we're, we're talking really, we've talked about this today in an internal meeting, we have really four weeks that we need to account for in the, in the, in, in the winter. Yeah. You know, when, yeah. when we cannot play outdoors in Edmonton. Mm-hmm. Four weeks. So it, in that sense, you're right. We, mm-hmm. You know, a soccer-specific stadium that we could use as our home base not necessarily FC Edmonton Stadium, a community-based stadium, yeah. you know, for yeah. all user groups. But that's our home base. But it's branded FC Edmonton. You know what, though? I, I just it just sort of dawned on me. We talk about that four weeks um, of of training that we need indoor, and it's only because we make the decision to go elsewhere to sure. complete our training. Good point. Now, if we had our own facility. That four weeks becomes eight weeks, and we yeah. maybe invite people here mm-hmm. instead yeah. of us traveling out mm-hmm. and trying to get support. We yeah. could, we could, uh, or not trying to get support, trying to get our training in. Yeah. Uh, we could have it here the whole time, Absolutely. the whole year, and bring fans in to watch the teams that we bring in play Definitely. against us. Definitely, and I think, uh, I mean. T- Three weeks in a row, I think we're going to give the Icelandic Soccer Federation some credit here. But, yeah. I mean, just seeing the pictures that they show of their indoor facilities in yeah. Iceland, yeah, you I know firsthand. Yeah. They've it's got them up. set up where you've got this, you've got seating for fans if you wanted to. If yep. you, I mean, God, if we play, if we open our season in Edmonton one year, there's a good chance there's going to be snow. Mm-hmm. Right. So it would be great to be able to play that indoors. Can you imagine the, the atmosphere in an indoor facility yeah. with 2,000, 3,000 fans? Yeah. I know that doesn't sound like a big number, but that's going to amplify their... Of course. I mean, we've got vocal fans, albeit you know 2,800 of them. They're vocal. Yeah. They'll make noise, yeah. mm-hmm. and that yeah. would be unreal. I'm not suggesting that that's where we play all our league games. No, but, no. But, but if you sell out an indoor venue, they don't look—they don't look like they're fifty million dollar venues, right? No, they look like they're—they uh, look like. On, I mean, go back to my heritage. They look like the old Viking halls where they all sit yeah. there and had meals. Really, that's what they look <laughs> yeah. like, you know. So, but let's take so let's take that and let's just talk a bit of stats now because we're not obviously talking about strictly FC Edmonton. We're, you know, we, we can expand this to the soccer community in general. And 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 has soccer been? Um, has soccer been fairly allocated resources and finances from, from governments? And, and you look at, so now we'll talk about Alberta. So in Alberta, uh, there is approximately, and these are just approximate numbers, and I'll get, if, if anyone can wants to give me the exact numbers, good. Yeah, for sure. And if I'm wrong in any of these, then I will certainly do the research, and I'll correct myself on this. But, but as far as we know, there's approximately, say, 100,000 soccer players registered uh, in, in Alberta. And there's 12,000 football players. And I know this is going to seem like we're having a real goal. Football. I played football in high school. Yeah. You know, I was smart enough that I didn't want to continue getting concussed, that I quit in high school as well. <laughs> but uh, that's your guys' problem. Um, so, but for me, though, so it's not a sport that I just, I actually quite like it. You know, I'm a Packers fan. But, but there's the numbers, 100,000, 12,000. Now, if you go on to the, um, your Alberta website and you can look at some of the funding and some of the, where a lot of the funding goes to and some of the grant money goes to, uh, in the last, I believe it's 11 years, and this came from Kevin Passan, who posted this? Um, there's been 14 million allocated uh, to, go- to grants for soccer, and there has been 25 million allocated to grants for football. Now, if you do that by the player of registered players, so the mm-hmm. government has given on average $140 to the soccer player, to one player, and $2,100 to a football player. So if you like that disparity, uh, disparity in funding, yeah, that's that's, you know, that's a great example there. Yeah, totally. So, yeah, and I'll validate these, but again, these are the numbers that at the moment we have. Now, also, uh, the city of Edmonton alone funds and, and taxpayer-funded money now to maintain these 49 rinks throughout Edmonton, hockey rinks, 49. 
and these are community rinks, and these one outdoor. Are these the rinks. outdoor ones? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so there's 49. I think yeah. some of these might include indoor as well, but there's 49. Now, when you look at okay, yeah, we've got grass fields, mm-hmm. but we all know as kids, you don't want to go out with three or four friends, play in a massive net, score a goal, have to chase a 500 meters, come back and start yep. playing again. Why not have these outdoor facilities uh, in the summertime? They put a they put a board down the middle. Down the center line, they have two cutouts on each board and the other end. You could have two, three v three, four v four indoor soccer pitches. Not turf each idea. one. It doesn't great even idea. have to turf be, each one. It doesn't even have to be boards. You can have that netting that comes. No, no, that's the outdoor rink. The board for the middle to yeah, divide yeah. the two. Yeah. To yeah. divide this yeah. outdoor rink into two, three v three, four v four soccer pitches. Oh, I see. I see. Turf them because you can ice over turf. Turf them, and now the city's actually funded a second sport instead of just one sport. That's a great idea. You know, you look at you look at football, and again, you know, you look at the funny disparity. So when you look at the few numbers that play, and overall in Canada, two percent of our young kids, four to fourteen years old, play football. Two percent, forty-four percent play soccer. Yeah, these are on the last count of stats. Yeah, forty-four percent, two percent. And yet, you you look at the no, the political noise that the two percent of these football right. people make in Edmonton. Clearview was designed to be a soccer specific outdoor turf pitch. Yeah, a little bit of crying and whining from a small and now, minority. And now you've got football, the football. Yeah, and now you've got football lines and goalposts on there. So, so at the end of the day, are proper resources being allocated, or are, allo- are resources being allocated fairly based on numbers? Yeah, and I think I mean obviously there's a huge disparity in those numbers that you just gave JP, and I got I, I got to say, I mean. I think football is a more expensive sport to play in general. So, okay, yeah. there's more funding that should be out in that way. But I'm not saying it should be $2,000 more. I mean, that's... But, I mean, if it's, if, hang on a second. Yeah. If it's a more expensive... We're talking about facilities there's more now. Equi- there's more equipment. But, but we're talking facilities. Or, well, you need a bigger the, locker room. Okay. They no, need uh, uh, goalposts. Those cost a lot of money. Yeah. No, but I'm, I'm thinking uh, if, if we're talking just the facility part of it, like is the community... Paying for, or the, is the government paying for all their equipment as well? Good point. Good that, point. See, that's I don't know. That, well, maybe, you know that, and that's what I'm thinking. Maybe. I, I, I have a thinking. I'm just thinking it's facility. Well, you look at here's you know this amazing thing. So you look at you want to compare sports. And I'm going to compare. I don't know what the hockey clubs put in. I don't know enough about hockey. Uh, I do know a little bit about football. Um, but I want to talk then about soccer clubs in Edmonton. So the St. Albert Soccer Club, Sherwood Park, uh, Edmonton Scottish. Victoria Soccer Club. These are all clubs that maintain their own facilities, their own grass pitches. They Croatia. pay to maintain them. Croatia's another one. Wow. These are soccer clubs that maintain their own stuff. I want yeah. to know what football club funds their own environment, pays for its upkeep, manages its upkeep. Yeah. See, soccer, soccer's the yeah, quietest I don't think sport. that exists. I don't we think are that. a majority of any sport. So, so more soccer, there's more soccer families in Canada than any other sport, including mm-hmm. hockey. Yeah. But we're also the quietest sport yeah. when it comes to politics. Yeah. You know, when you look at the political numbers that can be generated from soccer parents and soccer families, and if you can put pressure on your city councils, listen, I'm not having to go too much in the yeah. city council. Yeah. Yeah. Don Iverson used to play the game. Yeah, yeah. You know, sure. so, so that's not that. But I'm looking at, and again, this is outside of FC Edmonton now. This mm-hmm. is about how much does uh, Alberta governments and municipal governments want to support the youth sport, which is the most played sport, which is the most accessible sport to all demographics, economic demographics as well. They forget yeah. to mention that, yeah. probably along with basketball. Mm-hmm. But we're the one sport where they provide zero facilities that are that can be used year-round, where yeah. you don't need adults present, where you don't have to pay a registration fee to use a Commonwealth field house and pay your 3 or 4 mm-hmm. or $5 to, to share the pitch of 5,000 other kids. Yeah. I think you it's know, $9. So, is that what it is? <laughs> yeah. So. yeah not, you know, but to some kids, 9 might as well be 90 yeah. yeah, you, you yeah, know exactly. what? You know what, guys? This uh, well, we're going to continue this conversation. I, I know we've got some questions from uh, Facebook as well as from the internet right. that we'll come back and talk. Well, I think I have a question. I know we're live. I want to get it out now. Okay. 
I want to know if anybody can spell Tommy Amiobi's real first name. Wow. Just oh, throw it out there. Okay. Right. We'll, we'll, throw it out. we'll throw it out there. We'll it's see a tongue anybody... twister. Yeah. It's a tongue twister. You know, we should actually set it up. Maybe maybe whoever... Nah, because they'll look online. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> yeah, they'll look online. I was going to make sure. Yeah, I forgot about the internet. Okay. First one, <laughs> spell it. Say it right. Spell it right. And show up at the first round downtown. I will buy you a pint. Huh? There, there you go. go. Pint on JP. All right. And that being the case, we are live from first round sports restaurant in downtown uh, Edmonton uh, and we'll be right back with Rabbit Radio the official podcast of FC Edmonton you're listening to Rabbit Radio the official podcast of FC Edmonton you got a question from the internet in regards to uh, in, in, to this whole situation there Jeff yeah, uh, this question came in from Soccer Dad. Um, he's asked, if you had an audience with the uh, Edmonton City Council and Don Iveson, what specifically would you ask for and the time frame you'd ask for it? What are your well, thoughts? Yeah, I mean, for me, it's, it's uh, like I said earlier on, it's, it's, it's an indoor facility, and, it's, and not necessarily the soccer-specific stadium, which obviously everybody, that's like the trophy, right? Like everybody can see that as they drive around town, that's a soccer-specific stadium, but it's not necessarily the most... Um, a user-friendly thing. It's not not something that's going to be can be filled from 8 a.m. to you know midnight every day, and that would be an indoor facility with a, a full-size indoor pitch, an adjacent outdoor turf pitch, a grass field, um, uh, and then you know the the facility offices, would have the offices, the locker rooms, the lounges, rooms, yeah. and everything, right? So that all user groups, not just soccer, but all user groups, you know the, your your frisbee teams, your lacrosse teams, could train in there. And rent it out, and whoever owns that, whether it be FC Edmonton or 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 St. Albert Soccer or or, or Victoria Soccer Club or Croatia or whoever Scottish, they can make some revenue off that as well. Yeah, I just have to throw out there for all you people that play Ultimate, uh, it was Andreas that said frisbee, not me. Uh, just thought I'd throw <laughs> that out there. I didn't know the term. <laughs> and you had some comments on what you'd like to see in a facility, JP. Do ultimate frisbee players don't like the term frisbee? No, really? I, 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 that's I use it all the time. Trust me. Seriously, <laughs> it's, this is ultimate. <laughs> that's that's sorry, I mean it's a great sport. They get to run around and they, it looks like a cool and they, sport, and they right? referee they referee themselves. They don't have an official. Oh, right, yes. I would not do well in that league. No. <laughs> anyway, back to the question. Back to the question at hand here. What would you like to see in a facility? Um, so the first thing I would ask Don Iveson for is a spot in city council. <laughs> there you go. Uh, right? and that's yeah. an elected position, yeah. JP, so I apologize, but I won't be voting for you. <laughs> no. You know what, though? Uh, being an ex-school teacher, I have a lot of kids I influenced, and uh, they would vote for me. He's got quite a bit <laughs> so, of pull. Yeah, I think I've got a bit of pull. Um, I would ask for, I'd ask for two things. I, I would ask for indoor, full indoor, uh, full field indoor pitches throughout the province, yeah. um, not just in Edmonton or not just for FC Edmonton, but for the soccer community in large. Um, that would take the game to another level, I believe, when you can play 12 months of the year the way our sport's meant to be played. Uh, of course, I'm not a fan of the indoor. It's great. We've got these indoor hockey rinks. But uh, I've said this before in the podcast that, you know, when you, when you go to a, an indoor 
soccer game currently, and you see teams practicing how to play on the power play, oh, that's, a penalty kill. That's just that's not our nuts. sport. Yeah. So that's, I mean, it's a that's different sport, and there's nothing it's wrong with it. It's a fun sport to but play. It's not kids do love it. Soccer, kids yeah. do love it. Yeah. But then there goes my next point: because kids do enjoy playing yeah. uh, indoor soccer because there's boards, because the ball never leaves play. They don't have to chase it everywhere. So then my next ask would be um, outdoor facilities so kids could play a form of street soccer. And what I'm asking for there, and this time frame, I'd be asking for immediately because mm-hmm. I think it could be done immediately. So talked earlier about the fact that there's 49, I believe, about 49 outdoor rinks here at Edmonton. That's not including St. Albert and Sherwood Park. So, so I look at every single one of these outdoor hockey rinks, and I believe that if you put, um, if you put boards down the middle, down the center line, uh, do two little cutouts uh, on the sideboards on each half, uh, with nets, I think you could have two 3v3, 4v4 pitches, turf them, because yeah. you can ice over the turf in the winter, yeah. and then you've got street soccer, where kids oh. can go and play. No parents needed to be there, no coaches allowed. Yeah. Let these kids just go, and, and you know, again, that the cities build these outdoor hockey rinks, uh, no parents are required. The kids can just go play hockey. Yeah. And yet now, for a young kid in Edmonton currently, you have to pay money to get into the Commonwealth Fieldhouse, or you have to have a parent involved to get into a gymnasium. Yeah. There's no place for soccer players to go and do their thing you know, in the summertime in, a, in, a, in a, an environment that is, is enclosed and not chasing their ball. And, again, we know they love playing in enclosed areas, mm-hmm. such as the indoor facilities. So yeah. I think that's a great idea, JP. I mean, you see in the wintertime you drive by those outdoor rinks and there's kids just taking advantage of that space, yeah. Yeah, having sure. a great time. Why not do that in the summer? My only question is, why are you saying turf those fields? Why not just leave them grass? Yeah, I think the biggest reason for, for the turf is, is number number one, I think, you know, you've seen some of the uh, the city maintained outdoor full pitch fields, and the grass are up to you. The grass is up to your knee, and I've played in games now. It's actually quite embarrassing. And mm-hmm. so again, how much is really thought about our sport from you know city uh, departments? Um, so this might be the case in the centers, but I also think that they get beaten up so much. These things will get used by kids, and that grass will soon will soon turn to mud and dirt, mm-hmm. and becomes less attractive. You could turf these things, low maintenance. They'll last ten years before you've got to resurface them, and the kids just love playing on turf over yeah. grass. Yeah, yeah, and you're not talking about FIFA quality turf here. We're no, talking about turf that's just going to last, as you say, a decade. That's it. With yeah, no it, maintenance involved. You know what? And, I think and the ice can cover it. It's one of the drawbacks that I've had with indoor facilities here, but that strange-looking indoor-outdoor carpet that you'd see, you know, you know, catching vegetables at a grocery store. Uh, I, I really think they need to go to a real turf um, so it's a little more yeah, conducive. Yeah, but for these ranks, do you need that? Yes, you, you do. do. Right? I, I, I think, think so for well. how the ball is played, how the ball bounces and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, but these, these, what JP's talking about is a bit of a kick around, a bit, you know, like three guys go out and, and kick a ball against okay. a board. Okay. You don't well, need. Case in point, we were in Scotland for preseason. Uh, I think it was Airdrie, the stadium that they had there. Yeah. Well, when we parked our bus uh, to get out or the cars that we had, then we got out. We walked past a set of outdoor pitches, which were 3v3, 4v4, fully enclosed, fully fully turfed, proper turf on them. Those would get used like crazy. Absolutely used like crazy here. They would. I just think that, um, you know, uh, baby steps. Yeah, yeah, You don't want to ask the world. I I mean, because, you know, paying top dollar for turf that's just going to get iced over. Again, this is this is wish list that we're asking yeah. Don Iverson yeah. as a you know if we got to go in front of him in front of his council, mm. what the wish list for us would be. 
uh, for a facility. Well, plus, I, plus, I can yeah. see it now. Bit of rain, the city, the city police are out. No, no, you can't treat, you can't go play on there today, kids. The, the no, grass that's is a wet. good point. That's a good yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah. We do have a, yeah. a tendency to shut down fields oh, at a drop of rain here. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Uh, thoughts from yourself, Tommy, in regards to what you would like to see in a facility of, of, of sorts. Um, well, I totally agree with JP on that. Um, the small-sided fields. I know, growing up back home, all over the UK, there's these outdoor turf small-sided pitches and they are used pretty much all day every day mm-hmm. people rent them out and it, the odd random times there's just kids on them kicking a ball around them mm-hmm. um, and i think it would be great for the city and for soccer because it is a bit of a shame to see um the kids having to pay to get into commonwealth to use a facility yeah. with hundreds of other kids um and yeah i just think it, it, it raise our game soccer so much more in the city. Yeah, I yeah. think so too. Well, I mean, it's definitely food for thought and something we'd uh, definitely like to I'd get behind it. I'd yeah, get, get behind be- it. I would yeah, get sure. behind it as yeah. well. Uh, and it's a great question from the internet. Thanks for the question. Um, we're going to take a quick break here. When we come back, it'll be Tommy Amiobi, his life story, his, uh, his adventures in Europe playing football or soccer, and uh, how he ended up coming to FC Edmonton. And how to get his brothers into Edmonton. How are we going to get, how are we gonna get his brothers in here to play with them? Uh, you're listening to Rabbit Radio here uh, live at the First Round Sports Restaurant in downtown Edmonton. We'll be right back. You're listening to Rabbit Radio, the official podcast of FC Edmonton. And we're back live with Rabbit Radio, the official podcast of FC Edmonton. Tommy Amiobi, special guest in here with us. Let's talk a little bit about you, Tommy. You okay with that? Yeah, of course. All right. So right off the bat, where did you get your start? How old were you when you first started playing football, soccer? Ooh, 14 years old. 14? 14 years old. Most kids start when they're six. What's up with that? My voice just started breaking (laughs) up. Yeah. I'm one of those late bloomers. Um, That's okay. That's all right. We'll let you go on that one. Football wasn't really my thing. Or should I say soccer, since we are in North America. Yeah, okay. It wasn't really my thing growing up until my older brother started to progress well in his career. And I just kind of got shoved into it, to be honest. Um, Fast-tracked through the system. Uh Um, Spent six months at Newcastle. Yes. Which was an That's amazing gotta, experience, uh, yeah. especially with your brother, your brother, brother being there. Being there. And that, yeah. kind of, that had to have been special. Um, and moved from there, moved on to Leeds United, okay. where I spent in a, again an amazing three and a half years. Mm-hmm. Wasn't quite at the level at the beginning that I should have been at um, because I started so late in football. Yeah. So it took me a good half a year, nine months to get accustomed, acclimatized to sort mm-hmm. of the pace of things. Uh, but after that, I think that those two or three years were where I sort of learned, like got the foundations in for my trade and moved around a couple of clubs in England before making the jump abroad. And abroad you went, did abroad you? Abroad I went, yes. And, and it was frozen abroad, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, I've spent a good few years in some cold, cold countries. First country you went to was? First country was Iceland, two years (laughs) there. Um, But it was an amazing experience. Uh, Just the culture, the country, the people. Uh, What's the fan base like there? Is it it pretty... uh, Is it like a typical European fan base or are they a little isolated? Um, Yeah, I'd say they are pretty isolated, but they do love their football. Um, I'd say the crowds, they get some good crowds out to their games, mm-hmm. depending on which teams we're playing. 
so yeah that was that was just a, a surreal experience for me that's exciting though and yeah. then from Iceland you moved on to Finland I believe Finland I spent a year there the season there and that's why I met Carson Smith oh okay when he was signing in newest um, player on the FC Edmonton yeah again Finland Dre's from Scandinavia, so he knows all about those countries. Beautiful countries. They Beautiful take care countries, of their, yeah. their citizens. Uh, they take care of their country. They keep yeah. it clean and nice. You yeah. pay a little bit heavy tax, but uh, it's worth it when you see what you get for it. Anyway. Okay. You, you, sorry, I know we were talking. Uh, this is the Tommy story, but you mentioned Karsten. Uh, was there some part of Finland that uh, helped to create the man bun? <laughs> Sorry, that's not fair. Karsten's not here to answer that, so uh, we'll just we'll continue on. So you were in Ice- <laughs> Finland for a year, and then and then made the jump abroad at sunny, sunny Edmonton. Sunny Edmonton, baby. It's beautiful Hooked country. Up. It's yeah. beautiful country. Now you've enjoyed yourself in Edmonton uh, so far. I would hope. Yeah, it feels like home. Home away from home. That's so what that's I would all, say. Now, okay, well, not, not, what what helped to make that become home away from home? Apart from my experience of obviously being away from home anyway, I just think the people, yeah, like Canadian, I don't know if it's all Canadians, but definitely Edmontonians. you're making you're making, you're making a man feel very proud. He's my favorite of player. He's my favorite player. Um, it's just from the first day I got here. Like, obviously, it was great having the other British guys here, but the Canadians made me feel just as welcome and yeah just just being home away from home awesome you know it's fine because awesome. when he says that it, it reminds him just like newcastle because i imagine much of england wouldn't want to live in newcastle just like much of Canada <laughs> would not want to live in edmonton yeah. is, that, is that where we're going with newcastle citizens take care of each other they've got each other's backs it's a it's a i'm sure a proud city just like edmonton i mean i haven't lived in, yeah. nobody's actually from you know toronto. what no, i'll have to he's say not, I, he's not been to toronto i haven't been to ontario toronto i've actually so. you know what and i've only been in or alberta a period Edmonton as well. It's this part of Alberta, I guess. <laughs> it is the capital. Yes, the capital. There you go. But I've only been in uh, Alberta for I guess I'm going on four years myself here. And if it's one thing I have noticed is how how much everybody supports each other. Yeah. Uh, there's been a few. Horrible things happen since I've started living here. Not because of me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, I'm just saying. Like for example, the fire that just the biggest fire yeah, Fort, Fort McMurray, McMurray fire. fire. Yeah. Before and, that was and just the lake. response of Albertans to uh, gather around Find that together. and help to support and come together for mm-hmm. for those in need. It, it's a pretty pretty special place when you see that happen. Same thing with the floods last year in Calgary. And I know it's. I know you don't like me mentioning the city of Calgary, but uh, I, I'm just saying Albertans in general. They, Actually, Tomio Hamiovi, believe it or not, and I hate to say this because I like him so much, is a Calgary Flames fan. Ooh. I, he came to training wearing a Calgary Flames jersey. It was no. Giordano. Did you? Yeah, Almost, Giordano, yeah. yeah. Wow. Threw up a little bit yeah. in my mouth that day. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. JP, you've got some questions for for Tommy. You must. Yeah, of course I do. Uh, <laughs> let's let's hear uh, let's yeah. hear let's give no, well, a fire question. The, um, I, I let's get back to one because uh, the one thing we've not touched on, and, and maybe we'll go quickly to to the one you know the one thing that I think is quite impressive about you, Tommy, is is that you're here. You know, you, you've got to manage your 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 time on the pitch and training. Your games, all of our travel, your diet, your strength conditioning sessions, and then on top of that, you're also in school. Yeah, yeah. That's and for for law, 
for low. For low, low. yeah. So that's right. And we were talking I about smell it. another agent coming. <laughs> yeah. But that's that's right. I remember seeing you studying and and quizzing you a little bit when we were in Florida for uh, preseason. Yeah. Uh, about what were you doing? And, you know, what do you got books open? What are you doing? And it was your law of all things. I, I still think that's brilliant to be able to get your timing right to to be able to do all the football as well as study. It is. It takes. A, you know, I actually wanted to be a lawyer when I was going to yeah. school. Yeah. When I finished my undergrad, I applied to Dalhousie Law School. Did my LSATs. I needed to get six more questions. This was about Tony. Takes an No, so it's it's brilliant. Uh, yeah, of course, like most teachers, when you feel what you want to do, you you take an education degree. But um, no, so but where I want to go with that question, Tommy, it's and it relates to our academy kids. And um, we asked the same thing to Nick Ledgerwood. Yeah. You know, and I think I, I think our ki- our players in Canada in general, and maybe this is a North American problem, but they, they come through the club system. We don't get them to their 15 in our academy. And up until the last couple of years, it wasn't until they were 16, 17. So they come through the club system. They're always the best player on the team. Mm-hmm. And, of course, it's, it's vital to win a provincial title, as you know, in a national championship at the club level. So because of that, the best players are told how good they are. The coaches never – but they're never told what they need to work on. Yeah. They're never disciplined. They're, they're never really pushed and yeah. challenged because coaches are scared to lose them to, you know, the next telephone coach that's calling them out and promising the world. So, so I think our kids lack uh, knowledge – uh, and maybe a commitment to, to make sacrifices. Yeah. Um, the attitudes can be a big. So, so here's yourself, new country, new team, um, with, with the schedule that you have and yet still pursuing law. Yeah. So what, what, in your opinion, then, does it take for a youngster to really commit to becoming a professional player? Honestly, I think it's making those adjustments in, throughout your career. I know when I first started out, I was very ill-disciplined. Um, and it actually took me failing a bunch of times to realize that if I want to make a go at this, make a career out of this, there's going to be some things in my life I have to let go of. And right. it's not just something I did once and then moved on and everything was... It's little things I've had to just over my career. Even moving to, here to Canada, there's things I've had to sort of push to one side so I can focus more on my football um, right. and obviously more on the law degree, which is sort of moving into after career, what I'm going to do after football. So, sure. yeah, um, I think just setting time aside just to be able to know what your goals are, what you want to achieve, and mm-hmm. just not letting anything get in the way of that, really. Yeah, yeah. No, that's great. It's a lesson that needs to be learned here. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah for sure. Um, did you got one more question? Yeah. Although I, I see something beeping. Is that uh, is that like a Star Trek device you've got there? Oh no, it's your phone, Tommy. I just, I just <laughs> it, it, it looks like yeah. something you're about to ask it's Captain Kirk to beat me up. Step up from one of those gray bricks that we used to have. Remember those ones? That's right. He's got the flip burner phone here, folks. He does. You can't and it, see it here. It's beautiful. But it's yeah. a beautiful looking yeah, phone. Awesome. I'm telling you, it's vintage. It's vintage. There you go. <laughs> final question for Tom. Yeah. Final question. So. So again, you know, of course, growing up in in England, um, Newcastle, you know, being kind of the resident expert, certainly in this panel, about British football and about the English Premiership. So you know all about the teams, of course, you know about the the big important club, Liverpool. One and only. One and only. <laughs> so, so on that note, you know, why, why, what is it about Liverpool that makes it a much more important club than Manchester United? <laughs> just, just plain and simple, Jeff. Five European Cups. Five European Cups. Five European Cups. <laughs> yeah. I don't think there's much more that needs to be said on that matter. No. no. You know, 
I no. know Andreas was quiet because no, we're talking a good, a good five seconds on Liverpool yeah. is all we really need to hear. We're I talking. Think our, <laughs> I think our fans will agree that we can move on. Yeah. <laughs> we're talking European Cups here, so I'm surprised you've actually jumped in. <laughs> Wait, didn't also win the Intertoto Cup one? Yeah. Yeah. I believe it was called the Cup Winners Cup oh, back the then. Cup yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll have a little bit of a wrap up of. Uh, of the NASL, uh, a roundup of that, and a little chat about uh, how Tommy felt about our game on the weekend. <laughs> More coming your way on Rabbit Radio, the official podcast of FC Edmonton. You're listening to Rabbit Radio, the official podcast of FC Edmonton. And we're back here with Rabbit Radio, the official podcast of FC Edmonton. Come on down, buy some cotton candy. Get it. All right, I'll start you went again. from the champ to this used car salesman. <laughs> <going on. laughs> hey, we got to have fun at some we point. Do, do we not have to have fun? Course. We're here to have fun. Beverages, fun. Tommy Amiobi. Food. Food. That's why people love us so much. <laughs> <laughs> it's what it's all about here on Rabbit Radio. Yes, the official podcast of FC Edmonton. Continuing now with the weekend that just was in the NASL. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're going to start it off right away with FC Edmonton's uh, game against Ottawa. What did you think of the game there, Tommy? Put to you be, on the spot. To be honest, it felt like I'd been in a war after the game. I think that's what a lot of the guys said as well. Mm-hmm. I think it was a really hard-fought win. It wasn't our greatest performance mm-hmm. I thought it was a really professional one from the guys um, especially considering the circumstances going a man down but I think even going a man down we still look the more dangerous team going oh, forward I, 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 so, yeah. it was so much fun yeah. watching it at the end of that first half coming into the locker room I mean, I know you had mentioned it to me after seeing it from above the first yeah. half it was a fun game to watch yeah you know, you almost wanted to sit back and just watch the game instead of being no, it's amazing, a coach. I, you know, I like to read. Uh, I'm on Twitter all the time, of course, and I, I like to look at the comments and see what people say. And, you know, someone, I think I think they might be from Calgary. So um, there you go, Dre. Uh, <laughs> so it was something in, yeah. unintelligible, <laughs> or uneducated. Yeah, because they said they, they didn't, you know, the comment was something like they, they thought it was a horrible game. And, and, and I read a comment like that. I'm like, what are you watching? Because yeah. both teams are trying to play football. Both teams are trying to play to the back. Yeah. It wasn't a direct game from either yeah, team. for sure. At the end of the game, I think, I believe we were about 468 passes, and they were 422 passes. So wow. both teams bad. over 400 passes, and somebody wants to say it wasn't a good, good game. game yeah. So I don't know what constitutes a good game there. But I thought... Uh, I thought it was a good performance by us, you know, certainly because again we are we are trying to keep the ball again. And, yeah. You know, it's we defend very well, and we're not going to apologize for that. Mm-hmm. We are tough to break down, and uh, that's a bit of who we are. That's our identity. But but now teams have to worry about us because they understand if they lose the ball, they're going to have to work to get it back. Yeah, right? exactly. And uh, this game showed that. Well, I think uh, the headline I can't remember. It must have been Jimmy's headline um, the next day on on the website was a character win for FCM and I think that described yeah. it really well. Yeah. I mean, it was the team just refusing to lose mm-hmm. on the on yeah. the night. And uh, yeah, somebody commented it might have been the first time we've seen Nick Ledger with that that far into the offensive zone. <laughs> <Yeah. side. laughs> and he capitalized on it. But yeah. What, yeah. what a brilliant pass by Sane. What a brilliant finish by yeah. Nick. The, the whole sequence building up to that was a great sequence. 
No, you know what? And we uh, there was uh, some pace injected into the lineup, uh, yeah. the last two subs at the same time. That put them on their heels, certainly. Uh, oh, it gave sure. us a different look, yeah. and it gave us that counterattack ability. But you're down a man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so you are going to look to the counterattack a little bit more. And But fantastic for the guys. And even, even down a man, you know, they, they had a... A couple half chances, I guess. For sure. But at the end of the day, though, we, we still couldn't be broken down. Yeah. No. Uh, we're comfortable playing a man down. The yeah. way that we play, we are comfortable playing a man yeah. down. No one to fear. And no, I will add, it was it was great and and not great at the same time for me personally. Seeing Eddie in Milan in uh, Ottawa jersey. Yeah. It was bittersweet. You know, it's and I know Tommy, you're great friends with Eddie and. And my my history as a as a coach at FC Edmonton and as a professional coach is tied into Milan's history as a professional yeah. player, and uh, you know so so I feel quite highly about about Milan certainly and, and how far we go back. So so it was it was tough to see them. It was good to beat them. Yeah, but, but it was it was tough to see them playing yeah. for them. Yeah, yeah. And I for me it was how outstanding a game Matt Van Ockel had again. Yeah, yeah. fantastic uh, again. You know, not just because no I'm the keeper kidding, coach. Hey? No <laughs> he <kidding>. was he <laughs> was yeah. outstanding. I yeah. think I think Matt's yeah. been fantastic. For us, pretty much all season. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would agree. And he's, he's had a different level yeah. to his game this yeah. whole season. Well, and deep up, talk about why that is. I mean, he came to camp a different man. His yeah. his, his, his whole know. mental attitude from day one when he came in and started training with the under 18s to get some extra reps in prior to preseason. Mm-hmm. Uh, the program that he uh, was on. Well, he to dropped 22 pounds. 22 pounds he yeah. lost. And, and his I foot wish, speed. I his, wish I could. His movements around the Same. goal has changed. Um, and, and I think, you know, it has a lot to do with both his mental state and, and just uh, thinking to himself. I, I, I equate it to um, uh, a chat that I had with Pat Onstad back in his day. Coming back from Rochester, he's getting older. He was not, I don't think he was quite 30. Maybe he was getting into his 30s. And he had made the jump to San Jose uh, and was playing there. But he changed his entire routine as soon as he went into the MLS. And where did that lead him to? Led him to two goalkeeper of the year trophies, uh, three championships, two with San Jose, one with Houston Dynamo when he was with them. Uh, Might have even been two champions with Dynamos. But the bottom line was... Yeah, I, what I saw there in Pat is what I see in in Matt Van Ockel right now. Yeah, in, in his thought process and how he's approaching the game, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. And it's great because it then pushes the other two, Tyson and yeah. Nathan, to keep up with that. And I, and I have yeah. to have to say they 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 are pushing it. Yeah. They are getting better. I still think they're a ways away from Matt. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt's like I said, he's just elevated his game mm-hmm. so much better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what a what a great thing for these young keepers to achieve and see is, is the difference, you know, right down to the smallest detail yeah. of, of how he prepares for a game, uh, you know, the the ease of what, which he makes saves yeah. look. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's just been really good. We, we have talked about, too, you know, in, in fairness to, uh, to Tyson and to Nathan, that, that we feel we've got two of the best Canadian uh, goalkeepers. Uh, for sure. The... Uh, in, Overall, two yep. of the best young Canadian yep. goalkeepers, and so so we believe that, and it's great because they, I believe that they also help to push Matt, and uh, Matt sees two capable players behind him, yeah. ready to take his spot, and uh, it's pushed Matt to another level, mm. and now they have to keep pushing themselves as well. But but we're blessed in yeah. that position, mm. yeah. for sure. Well, and this this might be a topic for another show, D Dub. But I mean, one of your biggest challenges is is uh, how do you get Tyson and Nathan minutes? I mean, they deserve minutes, yeah. but how do you get 
you, you can't take yeah, Matt out of the lineup, yeah. you know. So that becomes a major, major issue for you. And like I said, it could be a topic for another show. Yeah. Do we need some sort of affiliate somewhere to send these guys to, you know? Well, I mean, that would be the optimum if we had an affiliate or if even... I mean, the, the closest other club that we could, you know, play them at or the closest clubs we could play them at are PDL clubs or... Well, I mean, can we play them at well, the PDL? No, well, no, no, that's what I'm saying. If, 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 if PDL had play. the rules where they were allowed professionals in, but they yeah. don't now, they've changed that. So what's the next step? It's USL, mm. which I still think is a, is a USL pro, I would say, is a step down from where we're at. In the NASL, I would almost class that as a third division as opposed to a it is well, class it as is a third division. Yeah. So well, see, no, I, I wasn't So DW is going to have so well another done. grapefruit beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, obviously aligning ourselves with either – I mean, it's tough because the clubs that are closest to us that we can align with already have MLS sides yeah. that have yeah. these players. So they want to get their own, their own, yeah. their own yeah. stock but of players. if you are a USL club owner or manager – and are and listening, listening in. to this podcast, exactly. and you would like to affiliate with FC Edmonton, give us a call. Yeah. Oh, for sure. We have some fantastic players that could use some minutes in your league. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, we don't right now. We need some depth. But yeah. <laughs> uh, keepers, absolutely. Keepers, well, keepers, we have a couple of keepers, or in one in particular goal. that we could send your way and would light it up for you. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely light What's it up. What's that? Uh, is it called a, a segue when you go from your comment to another? Is that what it's called? That is yes, called a segue. segue. Yes, yes. This, is, this radio game is new to me. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, not a problem. <laughs> and I wasn't one of those drama kids in school, I can assure you. <laughs> so I wouldn't know that. But, but great segue into... Uh, the week that was and the week that is for FC Edmonton and two new players in camp. Two new players, yeah. yeah. Yeah, how exciting is that? Hey, things are changing. Is that exciting for a, for a player on the first team or is it nerve-wracking to see, okay, oh, man, they're bringing in new blood. We got to... I think it's a bit of both, really, but I think in the position we're in, it's exciting because, like you guys were saying, we're pretty short on numbers at the minute. Um so it's well, we great. have a situation this coming up weekend, right? That uh, we've got a couple injuries, or we've got yeah, a couple injuries. injuries. We've yeah. got a suspension. suspension. Yeah. We've had our captain. Yeah, uh, you know, we there's will talk issues about there. That on the air, in case um, someone else is listening. Yeah, exactly. We've got some issues, so we need some depth and we need some some backup. Yeah, in in, in and uh, now is a good time to bring it's in these bring new players. players. Yeah. 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 So who are these new well, players? we got Karsten Smith, Tommy's good friend from Finland. Uh, I believe he's your roommate now. How's that going? It's going pretty well. Is yeah. he doing the dishes? Is he cleaning up? Come uh, on, he's, yeah, just you know, he's just gone. Jet lag. Jet, jet lag. lag. Yeah. Yeah. I'll let him off. Yeah. Give him a couple days. Yeah. Yeah. He's a center back. Yeah. yeah. Coming yeah. in, yeah. He's got a lot of hair in the shower drain. <laughs> uh, apparently, because he's, he's, he's got the yeah. man bun yeah. down. Yeah. That's right. So he's going he's gonna, to he's gonna, uh, feature quite a bit, I think, moving forward. I would as well. And then Ben Fisk. Ben Fisk, a ben Canadian. Fisk, yeah. Canadian, yeah. yeah. Played yeah. with the Whitecaps for a while and then headed off to Spain. Yeah. yeah. You know what's exciting? i got to say, and, and Tommy, obviously we appreciate, I certainly appreciate players from everywhere. But, yeah, of course. You know, with, with, uh, I've, I've come through and tried to develop players in Canada. Yeah. So, so it's always, you know, I'm always excited to see another see Canadian, Canadian come yeah. in. You know, mm. it's, um, I think it's important for the growth of Canadian soccer that Canadian players are getting a chance. Yeah. And, you know, and he's not a striker, Tommy, so don't worry. You're, you're all good. <laughs> you're yeah, a but, safe but, man. Uh, yeah, so it's important, though, for the country. I mean, he's not just a Canadian. He's a Canadian with quality. Yeah, and that's it the was, key. It was yeah. really good to see. I know today was his first session, but it was good to see. Yeah. It was amazing to see just the, just how his level of game sort of, like, was probably a bit higher than what 
we've been used to over the past couple sure. of years. Um, so that's amazing for Canadian yeah. soccer, and it's even amazing for us. Yeah, yeah moving you know, forward. Yeah. It's a great point. Yeah. that you've said that he's a Canadian with quality because sometimes you know, again, you hear comments that oh, we're no longer playing Canadian players, or we've got less Canadian players than yeah. we had say two years ago. We lost but, Milan and Eddie this yeah, year, right? Well, sure, but at the end of the day, though, it does come down to we want to support. Canadian players, but they've got to they've got to earn their way here. You can you're not going to simply give a player a spot on an NASL because, roster yeah. just because they're Canadian, mm-hmm. just because they're American. Yeah. That that doesn't work that way in yeah. professional soccer, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And uh, we we want to give kids a chance, but it's there for the ones that uh, are have the quality and the aptitude yeah. to play. Yeah, of you yeah. know, it's great to hear too. I was driving uh, Ben to do his medical actually, and uh, we were just chatting about where he's been and, and why he's been there, and 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 why he chose to come to Edmonton and one of the things he said was you know he had interest from other clubs in the NASL he had interest from England where Mm -hmm. he's actually has a British passport as well so he easily could have gone to play there and he interest from Spanish clubs and he just looked at all his options he said and he, he, he decided on his own that FC Edmonton was was the place for him to to get the best the best chance of at, you know, moving on in his yeah. career. I'm not saying that that uh, mm-hmm. he wants to leave here next year. We've got yeah. him, we've got him on a nice contract. He's here for a little bit, um, but it's it's not the end all be all. But it's a great stepping stone for a kid like Ben Fisk yeah. to move on from here, get a lot of good minutes mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. the NASL, which yeah. is a you know great league, and there's a lot of competition. He's going to be forced to be physical. He's a smaller kid. He's going to be forced to play physically in this league compared to probably what he was dealing with in Spain. So he's going to get that extra skill set and be able to move on, move on to, yeah. to even bigger and better things. Yeah. You know, Obviously, we hope that he stays for 10, 20 years, but that's <laughs> yeah. not going to happen. We have to be realistic. I think it puts him yeah. in the shop window with a national but program can, as well. Can I, tell, can I tell you a quick It's a great story because we get emails. Out, so I got an email. It's about the academy, but it goes along with what Ben is saying to you there, Dre. And uh, so, so a young player, 16 years old. Yeah. Uh, he's out in Quebec right now and sent me videos of him playing, which is fantastic. I don't usually get that from young academy kids, but he sent me a video of him playing, and, and he's a good player. He looks to be a good player. So he's going to come in here on trial. He's got family in Edmonton, so he's got a place to stay. So he's going to come in on trial, uh, I think, August the 10th. He's mm-hmm. coming in. So, but he says that he's had uh, invitations to the Impact Academy, uh, to TFC, and uh, a team overseas um, in Holland. Yeah. So I've said to him, well, if you have all this interest from a couple of MLS academies and this team overseas, then why would you want to come to the FC Edmonton Academy? With all due respect to us in the NASL yeah, we're at, of course. but they were higher levels. And his, uh, he replied back within a minute, mm-hmm. uh, email, and he said, because you, cause your program puts kids in into the, the first window. team. Yeah. Wow. Because your program was so fantastic. But same thing so great to hear. So great to hear. It is a good thing to hear. Yeah. So, and these yeah. are the things that I don't think fans get to hear about too often. Yeah. Yeah. The success stories that we're, 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 we're creating through mm-hmm. this academy and, and the yeah. young players that we're bringing in. Yeah. And no, the quality uh, of those young players as well. Yeah, we're hopefully. We've got, two, we've got two young players right now. I won't get into too much detail of the names at the moment because I, I don't want to jinx them. So I'll knock on wood for them now. But... But we've got so one player that came and trained with us for a little bit. His story will come out very soon. He's actually made a, a team in Denmark, a U19 team. So he's going to be overseas and playing in Denmark. Um, and that story, again, will come out very soon. But, but a lot of the credit for this kid's development goes to, to his club program and to his dad. Um, but he's, he kind of tried to get polished with us, I guess, is what he's referred to it as. But we have another player that's been in our academy three years. He's overseas right now on a trial. Uh, doing very well. I spoke to him today, and things are going well at the moment in Germany, so yeah. fingers crossed. And 
But again, these are some of the things that FC Edmonton is trying to do to promote young Canadian players as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, these are stories, Dre, that don't come out very often and whatnot, but they're important stories for mm-hmm. the club. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Now, we were just talking about uh, <laughs> our game and our wind-up yeah. to that game. But it's great. It's great conversation yeah. and, and great things. So we're going to take a quick break here. When we come back, we'll have the, the, the complete week that was in the NASL uh, and the week coming up. We'll be right back. Official podcast of FC Edmonton. And we're back here with Rabbit Radio, the official podcast of FC Edmonton, live at the first round sports restaurant in downtown Edmonton. Well, it's the first portion, the first segment was live, live to Facebook. Mm -hmm. So people saw us tonight. Other people aren't going to see us until. I can't, I can't wait till Friday when I, this actually comes Friday out. Friday when this yeah. actually comes out. I'll be excited that's to listen Friday to That's my Friday night. It. I love that. That is my <laughs> Friday it's, night. It's right my there. Friday night. And that's what it should be everybody's well, Friday night. Well, it's not your Friday night, is it, D-Dub? Surely it's not your Friday night. Surely I can think of something else to say at this moment without getting slapped later somewhere else. Let's do our roundup of the NASL. So we've discussed a bit about our own game, the Victory over uh, Ottawa Fury. Uh, what were some of the other games, uh, JP, that uh, happened this past weekend? Okay, so Fort Lauderdale was hosting Carolina. Carolina won. Fort Lauderdale zero. Wow. Do you remember what our predictions were last week? By the by, um, you know what? We didn't write them down. To I be honest with this, so. uh, or I might have pretended to write them down. No, I think you pretended to write them down. I know you wrote down the week before. Yeah. I'm going through but my notes here, but keep, is, we'll keep going. This is, good. <laughs> this is great radio. Yeah. If people can just see JP flipping yeah. through his notes. Is there yeah. any comments about the, that game, though? For, for me, for me, Fort Lauderdale, Carolina was a wild card. I mean, we, I think somebody mentioned last week that it depends which Carolina team shows up. Um, was it in Fort Lauderdale or in Carolina? It was, it, it, was in Fort Lauderdale. it was in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, it was yeah. a striker's home game. And what, was, what I enjoyed most about that was their commentators and how much they actually hammer their own players. Really? Yeah. Not at a, a real mean point of view, but there's a, there's a player on the team who's consistently fouling and... Uh, and, you know, causing a bit of a headache for him. <laughs> One of the commentators just piped up and goes, oh, yeah, he's pretty dirty. He's a dirty player. <laughs> that's their own player. You just don't – I'm just not used to hearing that no, from the commentator. That's, that's not it was hilarious, and it made for good listening. But Speaking of commentators, I understand Ottawa play-by-play that was doing our game against Ottawa from back in Ottawa uh-huh. was an absolute muppet. If I had his Twitter handle, I'm going to try to find it, and, I'll, and I'll, uh, I'll actually call him out live. Wow. But, but to talk about Ottawa dominance when we – Possess them fifty six to forty four or whatever it wow. was. They no, called it nonsense. Dominance. Oh yeah, this guy is the biggest homer. So if you're listening to this podcast, <laughs> you know exactly what I think of you. I'll yeah, tell you that right yeah. now. Well, back to yeah. Fort Lauderdale, Carolina. For me, that's a that's a that's a bit of a surprise, just because as Tommy says, Fort Lauderdale's at home. You expect them to hold the fort there, and they've been doing well in the yeah. U.S. Open. Well, right? that's just it. Their U.S. Open play has been great. So, but out of seven games, they've won the two U.S. Open games and lost five in a row. 
row uh, in league play. Sometimes that from yeah. Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, I know. No, I know. Playing against it, but sometimes yeah. that's how it happens. How, how it happens. Some teams have an amazing cup run, but it just doesn't quite sit Quick right for them in, the, in the league. Yeah. And it's not like yeah. they're getting hammered in league play either. No, they're, they're, they're in every match. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, look what happened to us. I mean, the past two years we've had uh, the most dramatic Amway Cup, cup. games. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. And we've faltered in the spring season. Yeah. This year, the other geez, way we got... Well, we actually did get dominated by Ottawa in that game at first home. Game, yeah. In the first game, And yeah. got knocked out in that first round, and... We've had our best spring season in history. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Now, Next up. Uh, are they playing their Open Cup tomorrow night? I think they Chicago, do, yeah. Right? I think they yeah, do. Yeah, Chicago I just tomorrow. read just now, live today, this is coming at you. Well, it'll be two days old. So you already hear about this. But uh, they're moving stadiums to Brow- Central Broward. Oh, yeah, yeah they did came out. Yeah, oh, and okay. they, for the NASL games as well, not just that's for this. Yeah, that's what yeah I mean. they're moving. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah, that's another one of those facilities that's shared. It's a, it's a, it's. it's um, a, is that the baseball? No, no, that's Tampa is the baseball one. Yeah, it, it might, but it might be. Well, there's, there's Puerto Rico's also a baseball one. Jacksonville's yeah. also yeah. a baseball. Yeah. I believe this Broward County facility is another baseball. Uh, okay, so, so yeah. Lockhart, the the one they had been at, is now. Just well, it's back to uh, football. Wow. Yeah. You yeah. know, that's what... That, I mean, Lockhart has been always football there. Uh-huh. Uh, but, I mean, how long have Fort Lauderdale strike? i, I got to say, uh, I'm sure that stadium's due to be dem- demolished yeah. pretty soon. Oh, you think so? It's, 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 pretty pretty it's, it's one of the older yeah. ones. It's been a while yeah. since yeah. I've been there. down the stadium. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, all right. Uh, next game, Miami hosting Jacksonville. Miami... One Jacksonville zero. Is Miami turning the corner? I think I called that. You did call that. You Thank did you. call that. But I have to say, I watched some of that game, and it'll be it'll take some time for some of the new guys. Johnny Steele coming in there from uh, Ottawa, left yeah. Ottawa, and come there. Him hooking up with uh, Richie Ryan again, and uh, it, it, it they looked okay, but I've they heard didn't Richie look great. Ryan's out. Was that true? Did anybody watch the game? No, no, I, wa- they, I watched they the game. He, injury, they, he, he got subbed for an injury. Okay. Um, I want to say ankle or knee. Okay. So I don't know if that's – it was but obviously been serious, and now he's going to be out longer. How about rebuilding a midfield? I mean, now their midfield four and a diamond probably is Richie Ryan, LaHood, uh, Steely, Steel, yeah. and um, Poku. And Poku. Yeah, yeah. Poku. Yeah. Poku as well, yeah. Poku. So Poku. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. They beat Jacksonville 1-0 at No, no, I know. And we're not – And Jacksonville are, was down to 10 men. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Jacksonville went down 10 minutes. Okay, the next one, which is the surprise of the week, uh, Rayo 3, Cosmos 0. What does that come from? You know what, though? (laughs) I I have to say, Cosmos are, and I don't want to say it because we have to play them next week, but. Then don't say it. I won't say it. I won't say it, but I, I just find when they're not at home, they're a different team. They're still competitive. For sure, but they're just a different team than, than when they're at home. And I guess they weren't I, competitive in this game, clearly. I mean, yeah. I didn't watch that one either. Yeah. I was busy this weekend, but 3 0. Yeah, I think the last, the third goal was a uh, last minute goal. I yeah. think it came late. Yeah. You know, uh, Samras, came, Samras came on late again. I don't know. And he scores. What is going on with yeah. that? Michelle that? scored too, didn't he? Yeah, yeah he got yeah. player of the week. Yeah, yeah. I did. But how, I was, I don't know. You signed. And Samras is only 30, 31 yeah, years old. He's not past his prime by any stretch. No, no, of course not. You know, he's got, I don't get it. But anyhow. Yeah. Something's going on there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, wow. Tampa three, Puerto Rico zero. Tampa was at home. Uh, I mean, Tampa's kind of like a not not to the extreme of Carolina, but they're a little bit up and down, aren't Jekyll they? And Hyde. Yeah. They're Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah. I still think it's going to. We haven't seen anything from Puerto Rico yet. I don't think it's going to take them 
six to ten games to get into yeah. the flow. I think that's such an issue with them being so isolated. I mean, here I am talking. In yeah, we're, we're isolated. <laughs> right? We're totally isolated. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody else is watching FC Edmonton. No, you know, no. Unless your team's playing against us. Yeah, you know. Exactly. So maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that's a good yeah. thing. They can be. They'll be able to get some or bide some time, I would imagine, within the league to just to pick themselves up and, yeah. and get yeah. going. Um, okay, and then uh, Minnesota 2, Indy 0, Indy's first loss. They could have set a record. Season. They could have set a record for yeah. for most games undefeated. I think and, that's a pre- that's a pre- that's a pressure keg for sure uh, waiting to happen. Yeah. Trying to trying to get that record. Yeah. I'm sure. So a do bunch you think them... now we got to play them coming up this weekend? Well, do you I mean, think that hinders or helps them. I, I think I think we're it's going to be we're going to be in for a dogfight against Indy, yeah. and we're going to be yeah. in for a dogfight against New York. Both yeah. of them wanting to prove New York more so. Well, I guess Indy's at the top two. You know, they're, well, three they're of us. There's the three teams. Us. There's your top three teams. Yeah. yeah. So I think uh, they're all going to have something to prove, and I am yeah. so happy. At least the New York game's a home game for us. I think. I think. Yeah, no, I, I just think people are going to struggle yeah. coming to our Knock park. On period. We're, we're, mm. we're tough at home. Yeah. But very we're, tough. Uh, at home. Going to Indy, no fear. Yeah. You know, for us, uh, that if we get into the week in review coming or the week, the upcoming week, that's yeah. where we're going and. There's no fear on our end. And this no. isn't locker room talk for them or anything negative because they've got a good team. Of we course. acknowledge you have a of good course. team. Yeah. Uh, we know how they play. We should have beat them the last time we played them. And I, uh, hopefully that they, they would say the same. But, you know, we, we've made a joke about it already that we've missed a 14 on 0, you know, down the stretch. But <laughs> Poor Gustavo's never living that one <laughs> yeah. down. I wasn't going to say his name. That was Gustavo. But was it Gustavo? Or, Please don't or, crash my car, yeah. Gustavo. Was it Gustavo or the other Gustavo? Yeah, it was the other was Gustavo. It, <laughs> yeah, okay. So, nah, you know what? It's, um, they, they, they've played a 4-4-2 all year. They're going to play a 4-4-2. Um, it, it's a good matchup for us, regardless of where it's played. But the nice thing about playing there, and it's also good for, for the away teams, is their fan support. Yeah, that's, that's an amazing. exciting thing. And that, cool place yeah, to go. Yeah. And that excites cool. everybody. Mm-hmm. It's not a disadvantage for the away team to go in. In, in the NASL, when you're playing in front of 10, 11,000 fans, They're all making it's, noise exci- as well. it's making noise. They're fantastic yeah. fans. Uh-huh. You know, credit to them. The Brickyard, mm-hmm. brilliant group of supporters. So great. We, yeah. we love that. Yeah. Have we ever told the John Smith story live, like <laughs> on this podcast? Yeah, oh, that's right. No, we've not said Oh, the first year that Indy was in the yeah. league, John Smith was our keeper, and we're in Indy. And and behind John, behind John's goal, John was notorious for going on on Tinder. <laughs> on Tinder, so, yeah. on Tinder. No. okay. I hope you're doing well in Delaware. <laughs> hope you're doing well in Delaware, there, John. But I got to tell this story. So he's on Tinder. And the next day we have a game, and in the crowd right behind John, they've made signs saying. I can't remember. Swipe left or swipe right? Yeah. But it's just swipe right. Swipe, swipe right. right. I met John Smith on Tinder. So. <laughs> <laughs> swipe right, you know, Smith. Poor John sitting there like, <laughs> yeah. I, you, uh, pro- you know, probably got in trouble. He's a yeah. national celebrity. Yeah. National and, uh, celebrity. And to John Smith's girlfriend, we are really hoping now that he met you well after <laughs> that. Yeah. 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 And I'm sure yeah. that Sorry, was Smith. the case. Yeah. 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 I digress. Yeah. I had to tell the story. Next up on the uh, list. That's uh, Well, that's our week in review. That, okay. that, those are the games that have happened. Um, you know, again, you look at some of the big teams, certainly the Cosmos was a surprise. You expect Tampa and Mini to, to do well uh, with the rushes yeah. they have and the money they spend and the resources available. You expect them to do well. Mm-hmm. At some point, we know that both those programs will be very difficult. And, um, you know, maybe that 3 nothing at home is what Tampa needed to kind of turn their season around because they have been up and down. Mm-hmm. Mini, I think, is, is just a good team. Yeah. Uh, and I think that these results for Mini now – 
you know, we need to have a result against them because yeah. that, that's who will compete with us now. You know, we're fighting for a playoff spot here, and, and they'll be right there with yeah, us. And that was, sure. that was kind of a blemish on our, on our spring season record, wasn't it? That one game against Mini. Was that, yeah. It was a 2 0 yeah, game, yeah. our yeah. home opener. We, we were poor. We should have we we done better. Yeah, yeah. We should have yeah. shown the fans something in that game, I think. So that's the one game I think we need to make up for. Yeah. Week coming up. Week okay. coming up in the Week NASL. Up. All right. Uh, here's where we get to have a bit of fun. Again, if you're from another. Uh, supporters group or whatever listening to us talk. This is all in good fun and good nature. Yeah, Write these down, JP. With a little bit of truth. When did I become the secretary of this podcast? <laughs> you're the only one who brings yeah, paper. I, I think you're like, the only one with a paper and a pen. That's the reason. I bring a paper and pen. <laughs> this is, anyhow. Yeah. <laughs> Carolina hosting right, so, Miami. Yeah, Carolina hosting Miami. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm going to have to go for Miami. And why is that? Oh, I just Carolina. Okay, you their realize last game. I'm writing this down, again. yeah. And I need to. You need to go slow. <laughs> I would like well, no, to let's, go. Let's speed, let's speed it up. Yeah. Miami. Yeah, drinking my beer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A man that orders uh, orders most in Canadian at half price and then drinks my Heineken and pretends it's Canadian. Oh. <laughs> Okay, yeah. so <laughs> that's great. DW is taking Miami D- D- over we're, we're stuck on DW. Tell me who you take. Oh, uh, we, we no, scores? we don't. Do, don't forget it. the scores. So it, you're just, taking Carolina? No, I, no, I took Miami. Is it Carolina at home? Yes. yes. Yeah. I still fancy Carolina, even though okay. Miami are a good team. They are They are good at home, Tommy. They're I, good at home. I'm, I'm going with DW on this one. I think Miami um, uh, is going to build off that uh, win against Jacksonville. I think they go into Carolina and beat them. I am going to go with Captain Happy and say Carolina. (laughs) (laughs) Let's be Captain Happy. (laughs) They've had a great week. They've had a great week. They've tied West Ham. Yeah, no, friendly. Uh, They have. They have. And and they've won two games. You know, they've had a great week, Carolina. So I'm going to go Carolina. Okay. Yeah. Next up. Uh, Next up is Jacksonville hosting Ottawa. Jackson. Jacksonville wow, for me. Wow, you were quick to the draw there. Well, no, I was, I was thinking it in my head. I just happened to say Jacksonville out loud. That's all. What's your answer? Jacksonville. Okay. <laughs> keepers sticking together, huh? Yeah. Him and right. uh, Tony Mayo- Mayo- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mayo- I remember watching him in the 90s. Tony Miola? Yeah. I was thinking of the past can, edition can you, of Sorrentino's just the other yeah. day. Can you name one club team he played for? <laughs> Who? Tony, Tony Miola. No pressure, no pressure, no pressure. Uh, the Metro Stars. Hey, can we verify this? We need to. Okay. Oh, come on. <laughs> uh, Jimmy in the background. Can you Jimmy in the background. In the meantime, let's yeah. go over to Tommy for his selection. Um, I'm going to stick with my homies and say Ottawa because of Eddie Milan. I, I'm, uh, I'm with Tommy on that one. I think Ottawa is going to, um, uh, su- I don't know if it's a surprise win against Jacksonville at home in Florida. I'm, going, I'm taking Ottawa. I'm going Ottawa as well. The same thing because of Milan and Fer- Ferretti. I'm always going to have a soft spot. For, I mean, I always support Ottawa without playing us anyhow. It's a Canadian team. Yeah. It's a Canadian so, team. They want the Canadian team. And now that they well. have two of you know, my favorite players that, that have been here, yeah. I'm always going to stick with them. Ah, oh, D-Dub was right. got it right. Are oh, you right? Uh-huh. The Tony Miola, the Metro Stars? Yeah. When was that, 1956? Hey. <laughs> hey. Oh, and can we give a shout-out? He did go on loan to the Fort Lauderdale Strikers at one point. 91. Okay. 91. Yeah, that story just got old. So, uh, <laughs> okay, next Minnesota up. versus Minnesota hosting Fort Lauderdale. Minnesota. Get a boring there. Sorry, <laughs> Minnesota. There, Minnesota for D-Dub. D-Dub. Minnesota. 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 Yeah. yeah. Minnesota across the board. Yeah. Tampa is hosting the Cosmos. What a game this is. 
Oh, that's a, that's a barn burner. Mm. Yeah. That's is. a tough one. I, I'm going to say a draw. For me, it's an easy one. Go ahead, Tommy. I'm going to draw Cosmos because I think, obviously, that loss against OKC was probably something that they weren't expecting. But, yeah, so I think they're going to come back. I think, okay. Yeah. There's a roasting waiting to happen. A roasting, yeah. Roasting. Uh, for me, it's Tampa. For me, it's Tampa. I think they've put together a heck of a team, and we haven't played them since they put in all their additions here. Like Uncle Cole. I got a little thing in my throat. <laughs> yeah, Uncle Cole's there. I think they've got a great keeper. Um, I, I think Tampa's set up. I think they're going to do really well, and they're at home. So, uh, and like D-Dub said, New York's not the same team on the road. They aren't, unfortunately. They don't have to go far. I mean, that's where all their parents are staying in Tampa, so they get to play basically <laughs> in front of their own crowd. But, but uh, yeah, no, I'm taking Tampa. Yeah, I'm taking Tampa as well. I think the Cosmos are going to be worrying about us, and their heads will be on coming to Edmonton. They won't enjoy that. So, uh, maybe. Yeah, because I'm sure they're not going to. They're not going yeah, to fly game. home. They're going to go straight game. from so Florida right from up to us. I would right from Florida oh, yeah. to us. Yeah, and then they're fantastic. Oh, That's a long. I mean, they're flight. flying red eye out from Edmonton. They're they flying yeah. private jet. Are you <laughs> <kidding me? laughs> private jet chauffeur caviar. Who That's needs that right. when you can have economy? Yeah, exactly. That's right. Spend a Sunday night and then. Beautiful Edmonton. Yeah. Why not? There might be a concert on some. Private Jack. K Days is on. French Festival. K Days. Good could show. Come to yeah. K Days. Yeah. I don't know. It could be Monster Truck playing that night. There's I know I'm going. There's a lot of stuff going on in Edmonton <laughs> that Sunday is our only point. <laughs> <laughs> right, it's a Wednesday. It's, it's a Wednesday, Wednesday night. Wednesday. Yeah. Wednesday. So get that right. Wow. It's a Wednesday night. Next. Yeah. Uh, Indian Us. Indian Us. Uh, us. Of course, we're all going to say We're all going to say It's a no-brainer. FC Edmonton. It's a no-brainer. That's a tough one. That is a no-brainer. <laughs> That's it for the roundup. That's it. Is that it? Is that it? Well, you know what, it though? Yeah, but we've only got five games here, but we've got a 12-team league. So I don't know what's, uh, what's going on here. Puerto Rico? Oh, there's a Friday night game, is there not? That's Puerto Carolina. Rico. Who That's Puerto Rico oh, okay. okay. Maybe there's two teams have to buy this weekend. If Puerto only Rico. there was something we could check to... Uh, if only we had a production guy here that's uh, also the team media yes, guy yeah, that I, might be able to make sure we're on track. I think he's busy. He's on the phone. Yeah. He's, he's, he's on the busy phone, drinking yeah. other people's Heineken. Yeah, he's, he's, doing, he's doing the John Smith's Tinder yeah. routine. Over there. You know what? I think we can find out, you know, another time. Did you mention Puerto Rico? <laughs> well, I don't... Yeah, yeah. Or, um, it must be them. Yeah, you said Puerto yeah. Rico was playing against... Are we on that yet, Jimmy? Or no, you're still just giggling, drinking my beer. That's good. Puerto Rico OKC. Did we mention that? No, one? no we didn't. didn't. That was a Puerto game. Rico OKC. Oh, yeah. Puerto Rico's yeah. at home. To so there was a game. Do you find it surprising I've left out Oklahoma on my? Uh, no, who gives no. a shit? No, <laughs> no, no, I don't no. think I don't think that's uh, that's uh, that's no. a missed point at all. Uh, o- I'm going to say Puerto Rico. Okay. I'm going Puerto Rico okay. on this one. O- okay. I'm going OKC. Yeah. They've done pretty well this full season. They're actually they not. They're actually yeah. right up there. I, yeah, they put I'm with OKC in the as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if you can say that winning 3-0 against the Cosmos is a fluke. So I didn't say it would be a fluke, but that's a tough trip. Well, when it comes to me, my my heart will always um, go against. control my head on this yes. one. And I'm going to go Puerto Rico. Yeah, Puerto I just, Rico. I just can't say the other one. And the winner is? I don't know. We'll find We've out. digressed right. hugely here we in have. the wonderful world of the Rabbit Radio podcast. So let's not digress anymore. I want to thank Tommy Amiobi for coming in. Tommy, 
always fun having you here, buddy. Thank, thanks for having me out. Yeah, not a problem. Andreas Morris and JP, Jeff Paulus, always fantastic having you guys with us. And our guru of media, who's just been the guru of sitting in the corner. Drinking uh, people's beers. James Nielsen, thanks for being here as well. And for all of you listening and watching us live on Facebook for the first segment, thank you very much. We'll be back next week. Another show coming your way. Rabbit Radio, the official podcast of FC Edmonton. Thanks for listening. You're listening to Rabbit Radio, the official podcast of FC Edmonton.